the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. Now, here's Sue Freeze. Hi, everybody. This is the Sue Free Show, and I am very grateful to be with you. And I've got Facebook Live going on, and then I've got engineer here and a trainer, trainee here, and, and we're just going to get started uh, with the new year. And it's been uh, so far, I don't know, when I evaluate the holidays, I'm thinking to myself, and maybe you could do this too, I suggest you get a journal, a notepad, a notebook, something that you can put your thoughts and your feelings down on paper. It's proven that things that you write down, your memory remembers better, and it penetrates deeper into your heart, your, your mind. So it's really a good exercise to do that. So when I'm evaluating my holiday, and you can go right along with me and evaluate your holiday, I'm sure you look at that and you say, okay, on a scale from 1 to 10, how was I feeling on New Year's Eve? I mean, excuse me, Christmas Eve. And how was I feeling on Christmas Day? And then what is the number I would give for my emotional satisfaction for New Year's Eve? When everybody's together and they're kissing at midnight and or banging pans with their kids, whatever you were doing. But if you're going to put a number on that as far as where you were and where you are, and we want this to be a better year this year, we have an entire year to plan next year, don't we? How fun is that? And it's going to go by just like that. Believe me, as you get older, it happens faster and faster. So let's plan now for what's going to happen then. What did you like? What did you not like? What could be done better? You know, what were the most special moments? Think about it for a second. Just take a deep breath and think about your special moments. It probably revolved around love and family and friends. It wasn't about the gifts, but maybe it was. Depends on, I guess. I, I guess you. But for most people, I think it. when you really evaluate it, it's those relational feelings and that warmness of the cozy fire, baking cookies, eating a meal, laughing, playing cards, whatever it is. Just those special, special times and moments that you laugh with each other and hug and love each other. That's what it is for me. You evaluate yours. Decide what you want more of. You have a choice in that, you know. Sometimes we think, oh, woe is me, or life just handed me not a bowl of cherries. And I say we have a choice and we have a way of making things work out the way we want them to. So evaluate that for yourself, would you please? Okay? And so I have start the new year strong with 2020 vision. It's an obvious one. 2020 is perfect vision, right? I mean, 2020 is perfect vision. And we are in the year of 2020. And a lot of the themes for New Year's Eve, I don't know about you, but it was the roaring 20s. It was the 20s where people wore flapper outfits and things like that. And that was really fun. And uh, that was a fun time, I guess. Um, but for us now, this is our 20, 2020. 
And I'm excited, and I hope you are, about what this year is going to bring for you and for me and for us and this world. Yes, the world's got some dark places in it right now, and it's kind of hard to know what's going to happen. But where do we put our faith and our hope? Where do we? I know where I'm putting mine. And uh, he's got it. He's got it, even though it doesn't feel like it at times. He's got this. So, Debbie Taylor Williams, I can see better. Colors are brighter. White's more white. I have 2020 vision. Can you relate to those comments? You can if you have new eyeglasses or had cataract surgery. Seeing clearly is a welcomed blessing. Boy, is it ever. It affects our outlook and quality of life. The same is true for spiritual vision. What is spiritual vision? How can we achieve 2020 spiritual vision in 2020? Enlighten the eyes of your heart. Did you know your heart has eyes? A metaphor for the eye of our mind, the faculty of knowing. It does. And in Ephesians 1, 18, 19, Paul prays that the eyes of our heart be enlightened. The implication is there is more to see than we realize. More to see of hope of Christ's calling. More to see of the surpassing greatness of Christ's power. How did Paul know? He'd been caught up to the third heaven where he heard things inexpressible. 2 Corinthians 12, 2, 4. The man once blinded by Christ's light now clearly sees Christ's glory and power. The eyes of our heart and mind communicate. In case you're not aware, our heart functions as more than a blood-pumping muscle. Dr. Caroline Leaf, a cognitive neuroscientist, along with others, including the Natural Library of Medicine and National Institute of Health, write on cellular communications in the heart, cell crosstalk, and intercellular communication. If cells communicate affecting our physical heart condition, why would we doubt communication with God affects our spiritual heart condition? I'm going to stop there because the Holy Spirit's just prompting me right now. Is that I, I really focus on the words that I speak. I help people with how they're speaking about, I don't have the money for that. And I will correct them and say, I'm choosing not to use my money for that right now. Instead of saying, I don't have the money for that, to say, I'm choosing not to use my money for that. Do you see the switch, the little change in thinking on that? And simple things like that make a difference. Now, you might think that I'm crazy, but I can tell you that from personal experience, that when I, when I really focus on words spoken from my mouth, because my head, my heart hears my words, It's just like when somebody says, I'm starving, and I look at them and I I tell them, you're not starving. You might be really super hungry, but you're not starving because I've seen starving children and you are not starving. But a lot of us say that, oh, man, I'm so starving. I'm so hungry. So we just have to think about that. And that's probably not the best example, but it is an example. There was one example, and I, I haven't shared this in a long time, about a woman who kept having they thought hot flashes and then they thought fever, but she went to specialist after specialist and they could not figure out why she had these heavy, strong fevers. And medically, there was nothing wrong with her. There was just every specialist could not come up with why she was having these high fevers until a pastor sat and listened to her talk because he was trying to coach and counsel. And 
He said, you know, I don't really know. I'm not a medical doctor. I don't know. All I know is what I'm hearing you say repeatedly is that really burns me up. So my suggestion to you is to try to stop saying that. Stop saying that really burns me up. And do you know that she did that? She stopped saying that really burns me up and her fever stopped. She stopped having her fevers. That's how powerful our words can be. So check yourself, okay, when you're talking, when you're speaking, when you're saying anything. There's a lot being said even in the undercurrent of our words, but focus on your words and maybe change how and what you say, and it's going to change your 2020, and that is for sure. So um, that wasn't part of anything that I was going to do today, but the Holy Spirit sometimes just jumps right in there and says, you need to say that. And I'm like, okay. So verses throughout the Bible address the power of our heart to influence our thinking and therefore our lives. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Proverbs 4.23, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Proverbs 23.7, as we think in our heart, our heart thinks. Apparently, yes. Psalm 119.11 speaks of the power of our heart on our behavior. I have hidden your words in my heart so that I would not sin against thee. Yes, God created our heart as a spiritual receptor that communicates with our mind and influences our emotions and behavior. Did not Christ say that rivers of living water flow from our innermost being, referring to the Holy Spirit's influence on us, John 7.38? How are the eyes of our heart enlightened? People seek higher education at universities because learning is enlightening and empowering. Wise believers seek an even higher education, the mind of Christ, so they'll be enlightened and empowered to live for Christ. The more Bible knowledge we apply to our heart through prayer and the power of the Holy Spirit, the better our spiritual vision as believers. We have the opportunity to live out our faith with spiritual vision that can impact and affect change in our nation, not just within us, but in our nation in 2020. Question is, will we? Will we make the changes internally, personally, and will we speak boldly to make these changes for our world? See, I'm having my daughter, my one and only daughter, is having a baby next month. It's going to be it's going to be my first granddaughter. And I have to tell you that man, I really want this world to be a great place for this little girl to grow up. How about you? And what we have a voice and we have a choice. God gave us that. And it's what we do with it. I have to tell you in business, I sometimes have such a struggle on when to speak out and be bold and when to hold back and not. I really have an internal struggle there because I so badly want to just speak out all the time. And sometimes I have to, in wisdom, stop, think, breathe. And just wait, because sometimes the timing might not just be right. And so I have to really be mindful of my decision-making, how it affects those that I'm in charge of, that I'm leading, um, my customers, my employees, the families. They all matter to me. And I want to make sure that anything I can do and um, have had the door opened for me to do, that I am there and available to do those things. 
you're tuning in right now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you to you for tuning in. And if this is your first time visit, and even if it's not your first time visit, I really would love for you to connect with me. I'm really into the connection section. I want you to connect with me. And how do you do that? You go to Sue, spell like S-U-E, freeze, spell like fries, one word, dot com. And when you go there, put your name, whatever information you want to put. And if you need prayer, if you need resources, if you have constructive criticism, I'm all ears. I want to know uh, if this is affecting you in a positive or even a negative way. Because my goal is to be the best me and the best advocate for Christ that I can be. And the only way I can do that is by being humble enough to receive whatever uh, correction or direction is brought to me. Now, I when I welcome that, I can tell you there are some people that, um, you know, I read. I read everything. It comes directly to me. But sometimes I read it and I'm thinking, I think this is more their issue than my issue. But there are times when I get really good information that I feel could be helpful to my other listeners or even to my own personal family. So I think it's important that we are all open to correction. And it doesn't mean that we're not good people. It just means that if we're willing and humble enough to receive correction, then it makes us, I think, more approachable, number one, and also it makes us better people. So I don't know about you, but my goal is I want to be a better person. Every day I want to be better than I was the day before. How about you? What's your goals? What's your goals? So um, I, I want to talk about boundaries because boundaries are something that I learned early on that I didn't have. You know, I thought being a submissive wife meant somewhat being a doormat. And um, I don't think that's the correct definition of submissive wife. So there is a line in the sand, and we need to know where it is, and we need to value ourselves and value the other people that, that we're around to, he- to set up those healthy boundaries. And quite frankly, last year, the words that kept coming to my mind, and they're painful words, were you get what you tolerate. You get what you tolerate. And I was tolerating a lot of things that I, I, I'm not going to tolerate anymore. And I think that it's um, every year it's gotten stronger about what I will accept and not accept, and that's not a bad thing. It just means that I'm not going to allow negative people to affect my world. Uh, if they want to be in the negative world and they want to stay there, then that's their choice. But I have a choice on whether I want to have them in my inner circle or not. And you have that same choice. That's the good news. You have the choice of who you're going to surround yourself with. We are called to be there for one another. But just like the mother, I think of the mother in the airplane with a baby. And when the oxygen goes out of the airplane and that oxygen mask comes down, what do they tell you? You've got to get the oxygen on your mouth first. Because if you're not whole, if you can't take care of you, it's going to be very difficult, moms, dads, to take care of your children. So if there's any issue, this is another Holy Spirit moment. But if you have issues, unresolved issues, if you have unforgiveness in your heart, if you have somebody that has wronged you and you're holding on to that, whatever the issues are, it's, it's the beginning of a new year. And not that it needs to be because it's the beginning of the next day, beginning of the next month, uh, whatever time. I think it's the right time right now. 
for you to make that choice to say, I'm not going to let that hinder me anymore. I'm not going to let that have a piece of me anymore. I'm going to be released from that so that I can have all that God wants me to have. And then I can be all that God wants me to be for those that love me and that I love. So I think that's a really good message. I could stop right there. And if you could just digest that and put it into action, because you can listen all day long. But if I or God or you don't choose... If there's not enough motivation for you to make change, then next Christmas Eve, you're going to have the same or worse Christmas Eve than you did this year. And, and, and that's just reality. So what are you going to do different? Make changes now. Don't wait. Why wait? We have no guarantees that you're going to have tomorrow. So why wait? Do it now. So setting reasonable boundaries are you living a boundaryless life? If so, you know that your life is out of control, out of your control and out of God's control. Maybe you have lived so long without boundaries in your life that changing those habits and hearing God's voice on a daily basis may take you some time. The sooner you begin to do this, the sooner you will get out of that boundaryless lifestyle you're leading, which is causing you burnout, stress, anger, and worst of all, missing the good things God has planned for you to do. Ephesians 2.10 tells us this, for we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has a plan for your life. It includes a list of good works, which he has prepared in advance for you to do. He certainly intends for you to be busy. And at times you will get weary and tired. But if you are every day doing the good works, and that he has planned for you to do, you will not be living outside the lines. Rather, you will be setting boundaries because you'll know that you must stay focused on doing the works he wants you to do, not trying to jump through everyone else's hoops. Can anybody relate to that? I can remember as a young mom that I was involved in the church and I was involved in their school and I wanted to be the best mom and I wanted to be present and I wanted to be there. And I never knew how to say no. I was making cupcakes and making cookies and being there during the day. And I, I don't know, moms, <laughs> it, it's tough. It is tough. But we do need to say no. And we need to prioritize who and what. What's going to bring the best return, whether you're in business or you're a stay-at-home mom, you know, whether you're in ministry you have to look at what's the best return. Where do you need to spend your time? In business, there's so much coming at me, being the president of Ecola Termite and Pest Control, that I have to tell you with 80 employees that um, everybody is wanting something. And I have to prioritize my day. I have to set up my time to where... I'm doing the most with the amount of minutes I've been given each day. And don't we all have the same amount of minutes in every single day? Yes. Now, we can get less sleep and have more minutes awake to make more decisions and do more. But our bodies need rest. So it's important that you get that sleep also. So what are you doing with your moments? What are you doing? So God has a plan for your life. It includes a list of good works, which he has prepared in advance for you to do. He certainly intends for you to be busy, and at times you will get weary and tired. How do you know what good works God has for you to do? 
that comes through getting to know God more and more through knowing his word and through prayer and meditation. I recommend that you begin each day praying Romans 12, 1, 2 into your life like this. Are you ready for this? Lord, today I present my body to you as a living sacrifice. May it be holy and pleasing to you today. I offer this as my spiritual act of worship. Help me not to be conformed today to the pattern of this world, but transform me by renewing my mind. In that way, Lord, I can test and approve what is your will for me today, your good, pleasing, and perfect will. I love this because it's talking about being transformed by the renewing of your mind. When you go to Sue Free, spelt like fries when we're dot com, the second tile, the button, it's the I am's. And there's two separate ways you can get the I am's. One is free, and the free one is three pages of I am's. What are the I am's? The I am's are what Christ says about you. You know, like, uh, I'm a, I am an ambassador of Christ. I am victorious. It goes on and on. There's three pages of I am's. And I can tell you that by reading these every morning and every night, your life will be transformed. Your, your brain will be transformed. Your mind will be transformed just by you reading these words that God says. Because how many people have people in their lives that have spoken less than favorable, positive words over them? I know. Me too. And I can tell you that we can change the story. We can change those voices saying that you're not good enough, that you're not worthy, that you, you know, all those things that are not true. They're not true. And I want truth. How about you? So you can get the three pages of I am's just by pushing the button. Or you can go to that second tile. And that second tile is where you can download the I am's. You will um, record the I am's in your voice because it is a known fact that your brain, your mind hears your voice. Your soul hears your voice more than anyone else's voice. So when you say scripture out loud, then your, your body is hearing your voice and it receives your voice better than hearing somebody else on a podcast. And by doing that, what you're doing is you're renewing, you're transforming your mind. You're renewing your mind. So um, that is there for you. There is a cost incurred there, but people have told me it's well worth the investment, and we are worth the investment. In addition to this, as you spend time each day in the Bible, look for principles about boundaries. The Spirit of God will point them out to you. For example, God set up specific boundaries for the children of Israel concerning when they were to work and when they were to rest. He made it clear that one day out of seven was needed for bodily and mental rest. That is a boundary that was put in place for good reasons. It is the way God made us. Do you rest one in seven days? Here is another biblical principle. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. Are you guarding your heart? Are you? We're going to be back right after this brief break to talk about more about our reasonable boundary setting. And I want you to stay tuned because it's really important that we learn how to do this better. I don't think anybody really has arrived. So thank you so much for joining into the first half. And we'll go into the second half right after this brief break.
Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Nicola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. Now we are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. 877-332-BUGS. Nicola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Here they come. Bugs. Getting out of the cold into the snuggy, warm, hidden places inside your home. Hi, this is Sue Freeze of Ecola Termite and Pest Control. But you can call me the Termite Lady. And Tyson Freeze, manager at Ecola. Bugs love your home. Even if you keep it sparkling clean, they hate the cold outside and love the warmth of your warm home. And they will eventually find your food storage. Yuck! So call us for our free pestament at 877-332-BUGS. New customers get $50 off any initial treatment. Bugs hate that we make our service so effective. We use people and pet-friendly methods to kill and repel bugs. And with regular treatments, you'll keep them away throughout the year. About ice. Don't let insects and rodents march in. Call E. Cola now. 877-332-BUGS. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. E. Cola. Powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. You're listening to The Sue Freeze Show, the pursuit of passion, purpose, and connection. And here again is Sue Freeze. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services, for sponsoring this show. Hey, listen, if you'd like to be a sponsor for this show, I would love to talk to you. Uh, I can help you out. You know, it doesn't matter if you're just in San Diego or just in Ventura or just in Orange County or L.A. Because this show is syndicated. And I thank you so much, San Diegans, Venturians, Orange Countyans, L.A.ans, if that's a word. Uh, I just thank you so much for all of you joining in and listening to this show. And I just really want you to connect with me by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Go there and connect with me, please. I also want to tell you that we have a lunch with Susie. That's right. We've had these before, and we're going to start them up again. And the first one's going to be at the KKLA studio. And that's going to be January 28th. It's going to start at 11 o'clock. It's $25. And you get a lunch and you get some intimate time with me. I think we're going to close it off at 12 people. It's going to be the first 12 that pay their money by going to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries when we're dot com. And you just pay on PayPal and then you get a seat at the table. And uh, every time we've done this in the past, it's been really wonderful. And I love to have that special time with you. And they've offered, KKLA has offered to give a tour of the radio station, which is also fun. And, and the fish is here and KKRLA is here. So it's really fun. So I hope you get to join us on January 28th. And uh, I can't wait to see you there. But if you want a sponsor, I want to talk to you, and I can help you with that because sometimes we're just not sure if this is the medium that we want to go in as a business. And sometimes your signal, you know, you got to know, okay, are you going wider than you service or less than you service? I can go through all that with you. I've been doing this for 40 years now, and I, 
I think I know a little bit about what I'm doing. And uh, once you're comfortable and you see that it's working for you, then I would connect you to my radio rep so that we can make it even better for you. Because when we're in business, we want to make money and we want to, we want to be able to service more people, don't we? And um, this is a good way to get the word out and make it happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to be helping in that regard. So why Solomon was giving us a high-priority principle here. Above all else, guard your heart. Guard here means to put some boundaries around your heart. What does that mean? It means to set boundaries on your emotions and your personal involvements. Make sure you're not spending your emotions recklessly. Set personal boundaries on your heart issues. Two aspects of boundaries. We need to set boundaries in two ways in our lives. Boundaries on ourselves and boundaries for others. First, let's look at setting personal boundaries. What limits, guidelines, or boundaries have you built into your own life to keep yourself in line? Think first about mental boundaries. Do you have definite limits as to what you will allow into your mind? If not, then you are opening yourself up to immeasurable harm by allowing the wrong kind of input into your mind. In my book, Think About What You Think About, I go into great detail. This isn't me. This is the, the author, and I'm, i got to go back because i got to remember who the author is. Debbie Taylor Williams, that's right. Um, she wrote a book. So um, think about what you think about. I go into great detail about the importance of guarding what we put in our minds, and I am so in agreement with that. I couldn't agree with that more. It's that we have to guard our hearts and guard our minds, and we're in charge of that. I have to tell you, last night I was up, 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 and I found this this um, one icon, I guess it's an icon, and it says TikTok, and I didn't know what TikTok was. Now I'm sure everybody here who's younger knows what TikTok is. But I started watching these little videos, these self-made videos, and there was a lot of foul language, and there was a lot of things that I didn't feel were appropriate, and I thought... I don't want to be associated with this, and I don't want to definitely put anything on there that's related to my business, of course, but not even personal, because it doesn't fit with my, with what I'm about. And so TikTok wouldn't be something that I would do something with. Now, I might be losing some market share. I don't know. But I'm thinking maybe not the best avenue for me and what I stand for. And that's a decision I'm making. It's a boundary I'm setting for myself. And this was just last night, probably around 3 in the morning. Anyway. So uh, what about physical boundaries? Do you have limits on what you will eat and how much you will eat? Those are important boundaries for a healthy body. Couldn't agree with you more. Drinking water first thing when you get up. Did you know that breakfast means break fast? That you're you're, uh, fasting from dinner till breakfast. There's a fast. and It's the most you fast in your body. And fasting is really important for our bodies. It kind of cleans it out. It gives our body time to work without having a lot of extra conversation going on, having food and other things in there. So it's breaking the fast. And I thought that was interesting. It's taking 62 years for me to figure that out. And it's kind of funny, but it's true. And so they say that what you do when you first, when, when you break that fast, what you put in your mouth that first time should be something very healthy. Well, I've been doing coffee with a special weird tasty creamer. Not the best thing. They said having a glass of water would be much better for breaking that fast. And having a little lemon juice in it or something could be very, very helpful 
to getting the toxins out of my body. So if that's true for me, then it's also true with you. So maybe that's just a simple change we can make for 2020 that's going to help our bodies be healthier is just by filling it up with that glass of clean water when we first wake up in the morning. Another thing I do, people say, how do you stay um, slender? And I say, well, I try not to eat past 6 o'clock at night. That's another choice I make. Now, sometimes I can't do that because a business meeting will go late or somebody is meeting me late and I have to eat. So then I eat a small meal or a salad or something that's not going to be very heavy. But I try to not eat past 6 o'clock, and that's one of my helpful tools. Now, you can try it. Try it. See how you feel. Just see how you feel. So what about your emotional boundaries? Have you set some limits as to how far you will allow your emotions to go, or do you give yourself away indiscriminately? Perhaps you have never set boundaries for your anger, so it is often out of control. The Bible is with directives in these areas. If you will discover these for yourself, write them in a prayer journal and begin praying these boundaries into your life. You will be amazed at the changes in yourself. You know, sometimes it's the simplest of change, like drinking a glass of water in the morning before your coffee. Simple. That's a simple change, isn't it? To me, it is. For example, do you set boundaries for your tongue? The Bible says, be quick to listen and slow to speak. Two ears and one mouth. Kind of the same context. You have two ears and one mouth. Why? Because you're supposed to listen twice as much as you talk. Is that you? It's a biblical boundary. Pray it into your life. Paul wrote to the Ephesians, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may benefit those who listen. Ephesians 4.29. Isn't that a good, a great goal? Think about that. If you just took that and you, you focused on that, don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Okay. I, I'm thinking about the people that are listening right now. Okay. This is a decision you can make. You know, sometimes it's as simple as saying sugar instead of something else. Right? I mean, just find something else. That's not as, I don't know, not as strong or something, just different. It's a clear boundary. And if you will pray that verse every morning, you will begin to talk differently because the Holy Spirit will remind you throughout the day that you should limit your words to only those that will benefit others. Where are you on that scale? If you were going to give yourself a rating from 1 to 10, Where would you say you are on that if you are deliberate in your presence when you walk into a room? You know, are you shedding light or are you putting darkness? You know, what's your what's your personality? What's your are you smiling? Are you frowning? Are you mad? Where are you? What are you doing? Okay, and what needs to change inside you? What needs to change? You have the choice to make a change right here, right now, and I hope you do, because otherwise you're just listening to me and not taking any action. And I really want, I am a do-it person. I'm not not just a talker. I'm a doer. And and if you're just going to listen and not do anything, then you're kind of wasting your time. You are. The, 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 The change happens with motion. Nothing happens without motion. And what does that mean exactly? motion. You have to do something. You have to do something. You have to make a a choice to do something different. 
make a commitment to yourself. Make a change for the better. Okay, clear boundary. And if you will pray that verse every morning, I already said that. We need to set boundaries for ourselves. And that is one thing we can definitely control. Control the controllable. So many times recently, there's things that come at me and I'm saying, you know what? I'm not going to be anxious about that because I have no control over that. I have no control over how that's going to go. There's nothing I can possibly do to change what's going on right now. So what I need to do is have faith and believe and pray for my enemies. Okay, now that's not easy to do, is it? Pray for my enemies. I often say, learning to set boundaries for yourself will keep you very busy learning to control the controllable. You know, is this something I have some, some way of doing something about? And if it's not, I got to just put it over there. I got to put it over there and not, not think about it anymore because really, I have no control over it. It's just like worry. I worried about my children when they wouldn't come home when they were supposed to. And I would worry, worry, worry. It didn't make them any healthier. It didn't keep them any safer. They still came home at the same time that they were going to come home before. It did nothing positive for anybody, anything at all. Did it? No. You're listening to the Sue Freeze Show. Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. Please go to my website. Check it out. There's so many different things there. There's videos. There's I'm riding a unicycle and I'm talking about the five love languages. If you don't know anything about that, it's really worth listening to. Um, there's another video where I'm riding a Harley. I just sold my Harley and I'm not going to buy another one because I feel like, um, I, I just feel like I'm past that stage of needing a Harley. Number one, I hadn't ridden it in years. And my son basically just gave me an ultimatum and said, you need to sell that Harley. And so I did. So, but I talked about getting back up and getting back on again because I had a motorcycle accident and I was lucky that I didn't lose a leg. And then a couple years later, I was in a horse accident and shattered the other leg and had a metal plate and 10 pins put in it. That was eight years ago. And just three months ago, almost, well, four months ago, I had surgery because I had to have the metal, all the hardware taken out of my leg. And my knee hurts quite a bit. And I'm working on the healing process of that. And I'm hoping that I recover 100% so I can get back on that dance floor. Um, all that being said is getting back up again is a really important message. We do have to get back up. We do have to get back up on that again. But we also have to have healthy boundaries. We have to, what's the cost? We have to count the cost. You know, I, I would love to go snow skiing. I was a really, really good, great snow skier. I mean, I could make it down the mountain in no time at all, and I could keep up with the best of them. But I've chosen not to get back up on there, and I really miss it. But I've chosen it because the risk is just too grand for me. Um, dancing is more important than snow skiing, so therefore I'm choosing not to snow ski. So all of you that are going out there and snow skiing, could you go down that mountain once for me? I'd appreciate it. That'd be great. All right. So uh, boundaries for others. This is a big one, right? Because we have to have boundaries for ourselves. But like I said before, I have an employee who has made a very big decision that he is a dad, he has a family to take care of, and some of his immediate family um, is not as healthy and are causing negativism and causing it to not be a, a good place for his children. So he's decided to pull away and to, to have 
inner circle, outer circle, and it's not an easy decision. It's definitely not. And all of you that have family members that are really not helping you, they're not helping you grow in a godly way, and they're not supporting you and, and helping you to uh, realize that you have a purpose and a value, then um, I just encourage you to have healthy boundaries. And it's okay. There might be some negative there, but in the long run, the positives will outweigh the negatives. And you know what? Chances are they will turn around and it's going to be a tough love moment to where you're going to help them be better and maybe change their relationship and their choices in their lives, which is going to make it better for them too. But someone has to make that first step and somebody has to make that decision and someone needs to be courageous and strong and stand up for what's right. And that person might be you. And if it is, I encourage you to just go for it. Pray about it. Take a deep breath and just set your boundaries. Set that in motion and don't look back. Don't look back. Just move forward. Move forward into this 2020. Have clear vision. Have that vision to the where you could be all that you're supposed to be, that God created you to be. And I tell you, you're going to be so much happier. You're going to be so much happier. When it comes to setting limits for others, we have less control, don't we? We can't tell other people what to do. All we can do is set limits on our exposure to others. We can set limits on the amount of time we spend with them the amount of influence we allow them to have over us, and how we respond to their requests or demands. There's a book out called Foolproofing Your Life. She writes the following, Imagine yourself in a castle. Around any self-respecting castle, there is a moat. In this moat, there are dangerous creatures. Across this moat, there is a drawbridge, and whoever dwells inside the castle has control of the bridge. Interesting concept. She goes on to explain that when you see someone coming who has in the past been able to get past your fences and boundaries and invade your life, causing emotional harm, determine that you will not respond in the usual way. Instead, crank up that drawbridge so that person can't get to you. Say to yourself, I am setting a boundary. This person will not get to me. That castle is your strong tower, your place of refuge. Proverbs 18.10 says, The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. You do indeed have a place of safety to protect you from any harm that others may try to inflict upon you. But you have to learn to run into that strong tower, claim the power of the name of Jesus, and pull up that drawbridge so the enemies can't get past your boundaries. Boundary Mistakes What are some of the common mistakes we encounter with boundaries in our lives? Here are a few. No boundaries. Boy, I've been around people that have no boundaries, and I feel so sorry, and I just want to, I kind of want to save them, but that's not the right thing to do either. For people who have never intentionally set about establishing boundaries for themselves and for others in their lives, they will obviously have great difficulty. I strongly recommend that you begin putting some boundaries in writing and then start praying about those boundaries. In writing. Did you hear that? Put them in writing. Begin with your own personal boundaries. Put in writing the limits and fences you need to put in place in order to guard your heart, in order to keep yourself in line, and in order to be disciplined. Think about mental boundaries, physical boundaries, and emotional boundaries. Write them down. Then think about the boundaries you need to set for others in your life. 
No boundary communication. People, many people have set boundaries in their own minds for other people, but have never found the right way to communicate those boundaries. You need to carefully and with love communicate your boundaries. That will take wisdom. It may mean a confrontation. It may even produce some unpleasant responses, but the longer you put it off, the worse it will get. Have you ever tried to communicate your boundaries in a rational, non-emotional, non-angry manner? Lovable boundaries. A person who has learned or been programmed to give in to others easily to say yes to not rock the boat will have boundary problems. This kind of person was has movable boundaries. Whatever someone else asks of them becomes their boundary at that moment because they are compliant. They try very hard to please. They want to be accepted, not rejected. They want everyone to be happy with them. So they move their boundaries when necessary to try to accommodate anyone and everyone. Is that you? Is that you? What are you going to do different? Just be honest with yourself. Is that you? Are you moving your boundary? Are you letting people walk over you? Because that's what you're doing if you're movable like that. Complaints take on too many responsibilities. And they do not set clear boundaries because they are afraid. They live in a fear of hurting others' feelings, fear of someone else's anger, fear of punishment, and fear of being unspiritual. Fear is a daily component of their lives. Christians certainly should be loving, giving people who put others first. But biblical compliance is to be distinguished from this type of harmful compliance. Biblical compliance comes from a heart of compassion, not a sense of fear. There's a difference. I hope you see that. It does not produce anger or resentment. Also, people who lack strong convictions and commitment will have movable boundaries. For example, a single person may determine not to become involved with with anyone who is not a fellow believer. But those boundaries change when an attractive person shows interest. Movable boundaries are a recipe for disaster. Boundaries are spiritual. In closing, let me say that setting boundaries is not a selfish act. It is a selfish. If it is selfish, then something is wrong in the way boundaries are set or the reason for setting them. Jesus set boundaries in his life when here on earth. He limited his exposure to people. He limited his time with people. He limited the things he was willing to do. Not because he was selfish, but because he was determined to do what the Father had sent him to do. As a result, at the end of a short three-year ministry, he could say, I have brought you glory on earth by finishing the work you gave me to do, John seventeen four, Setting reasonable biblical boundaries is the right thing to do if we do for the right reason. That reason is so that we can accomplish what God wants us to do and say, as Jesus did, I have brought glory to God on earth by completing the work he gave me to do. I urge you to make boundary setting an intentional part of your life. Pray about it. Ask God to reveal the areas in your life that need boundaries, either for yourself or for others. Read the Bible and look for biblical principles concerning your boundaries. Believe me, they are there. God will reveal them to you if you will seek for them with all your heart. Always remember that the reason for setting boundaries must be only this, to bring glory to God while we are here on earth. So I hope that was helpful because it was definitely helpful for me. And I personally have experienced a lot of these things. And I can tell you my life has changed because I had to at one point in my life say enough is enough. 
this is not okay. I had people speaking into my life that were saying things that were untrue. And I finally had to say in my mind, I rebuke that in Jesus name, that is not truth. And I had to just constantly, these people that would say things that were not true for me, they, they wanted to break me down. They wanted to make me less. They didn't want me to, to be me. They didn't want me to be the God me. And so I had to find the courage and the strength to say, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. That is not truth. And then I would have to feel that with something that was true. And I am. God says I am. And you can do the same, and it's not that difficult. But we have to be intentional with our lives. I only have one minute, so I'm going to share this with you. It is impossible to praise or thank me too much. As it is written, I inhabit the praises of my people. Sometimes your adoration is a spontaneous overflow of joy in response to radiant beauty or rich blessings. At other times, your praise is more disciplined and measured, an act of your will. I dwell equally in both types of praise. Thankfulness also is a royal road to draw near me. A thankful heart has plenty of room for me. When you thank me for the many pleasures I provide, you affirm that I am God, from whom all blessings flow. When adversity strikes and you thank me anyway, your trust in my sovereignty is a showpiece in invisible realms. Fill up the spare moments of your life with praise and thanksgiving. This joyous discipline will help you live in the intimacy of my presence. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus, First Thessalonians 5.18. Listen, I need people. Please, if you want a new career, call Ecola today, termitelady.com, and we will help you find a career for you. God bless you. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Bye-bye for now. Ah, it's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call Ecola Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. Ecola has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. Ecola keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way, and their termite control is legendary. So call Ecola today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS.